to 90% Mental, Conversations with Grant Parr, Episode 96. Today, mental performance coach Grant Parr sits down with Chris Noto, founder of Headsharp, a mindfulness sport performance app, to talk about his athletic story of dealing with pressure that led him to create Headsharp and provide a mental skills tool for all athletes. Headsharp is a sports performance company that makes sure you are as mentally sharp on the field as you are off of it almost like having a metal coach in your pocket. Hey, Chris, how are you? Hey, what's going on, Grant? Thanks for having me on the show. You bet. I'm excited to talk to you about your incredible uh, mindfulness app that you have for, for training athletes, which is called HeadSharp. And I haven't had anybody on my show, per se, to talk about a a mindfulness or a mental performance app. So I'm really excited to have you share the value and, and the drive and the motivation of actually creating HeadSharp. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. Let's do it. All right. So before we get into that, uh, I love talking about mental toughness, which I think you and I, we work with athletes a lot on. So what does mentally tough mean to you? So when I think about mental toughness, I think about it's thinking or doing what's not easy, right? So something is tough, it's, you know, by default, it's not easy. So, you know, thinking positive sometimes when you're going through a tough time isn't easy. Um, You know, overcoming adversity or, you know, standing up after you got knocked down is, you know, it's not easy doing what you don't want to do sometimes going for that run in the morning, it's easier to stay in bed. So for me, mental toughness is thinking or doing what's not easy um, and kind of going against the grain and, and thinking a little differently than everyone else. So that's, that's my definition when I think about mental toughness. Awesome. Well, if you reflect within your athletic career or even your professional career in the workplace, I know back in the day you were a wrestler and that was your main sport. Can you share a specific time where you had to be mentally tough? Sure. So about going on maybe 10 years from ago, maybe a little bit longer, I was just randomly looking up, uh, you know, world records. And I was always someone that did, that did push-ups when I was in high school. Uh, you know, in the summer, I would do, you know, 800 push-ups uh, a day in the summer. And, you know, now I'm in my you know, thirties now hanging out with my buddies and we're at a bar, you know, watching the football games. And, you know, I was like, how many pushups do you guys think I could do in a week? And it, you know, long story short, like everyone's arguing and we came up on a number. Now, mind you, I hadn't done more than a few dozen pushups in, you know, years I started lifting weights. So I, I hadn't done pushups in, you know, over 15 years, right? Like, like a, a high volume of pushups, right? you know, once I graduated, uh, you know, high school, I was got into lifting weights. Right. So I didn't do 800 or a thousand pushups a day anymore. I was, you know, benching and, and doing things like that for chest. So they're like 10,000. So, you know, thinking about, all right, well, 10, 15 years ago, I did, uh, 800 pushups a day. I was, you know, I was, I was able to do that. I'm, I should be able to do 10,000 pushups in a week. So we, we made this bet. And um, the stipulation of the bet was I wasn't allowed to train for it. So I wasn't allowed to do push-ups to train for it. I had to go to work. So eight hours of work. Um, and I had to go to sleep, right? So I had to 
do this through the normal course of my day. And so during that time, I, so we made the bet, we ended up turning it into a charity where I created a charity called Penny for Pushups. So for every pushup I did, you were able to donate, you know, a penny, you know, and so if I did the 10,000, I think it was like a hundred dollars or something like that. And then my company actually had a match program. So I ended up creating a whole, I learned a lot about, you know, giving back from that, that effort. And while I was getting ready to start, I was researching, you know, how do I do this? You know, what's the best way to, to knock this out? And I talked to my, you know, I was actually emailing some of these bodybuilder like websites and saying, Hey, I'm doing the pushups. Like, what do you recommend? And like, nobody was getting back to me. And my roommate who was uh, in the Academy uh, for, you know, police force, he's like, what we would do when we would do our pushups, we would treat it like we would go to the gym. You know, if you're in the gym for like an hour, we would do as many pushups as we could during that time, like take breaks, do pushups, take break, do pushups. Like, all right. So I guess that's kind of what I'm going to do. And, um, you're not having done, done pushups that high volume of pushups in years. You know, I think I knocked out like maybe a thousand or a thousand to 2000 in, in the first, uh, you know, hour or two. And, you know, I, I started feeling, uh, like almost muscle failure in my triceps because I hadn't done that high volume of pushups, you know, that physical activity, that type of activity in a long time. And I was overloading my muscles. And at that point, after the first day, I, I, you know, mentally you're starting to think, wow, I'm not going to be able to accomplish this. Right. Where that kind of doubt crept in was like, you know, like physically I can't do any more pushups. So at that point in time, I had to adjust just like an athlete would. I was like, all right, well, what can I do differently um, to meet, uh, you know, to hit the goal of 10,000? So I said, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to do any push-ups for 24 hours. So I risked not meeting the goal, right? So we talk about being, you know, taking risks as an athlete. You have to take risks. So I, I took a risk of not doing push-ups for 24 hours, losing another day to, to kind of reset and create, attack a new plan to finish out my push-ups. And what I ended up doing was I took the 24 hours off. And then instead of just knocking out hundreds or thousands of pushups in an hour workout, I just did a hundred pushups every hour I was awake. So every hour I would do 50, take a two to five minute break, and I would do another 50. And I did that whether I was at work in an office room um, or when I was home, when I was coaching at the time I was a private wrestling coach, I would, you know, take a break. I would do pushups. You know, every hour if I was at a tournament coaching a kid, I would, uh, you know, like uh, run into a classroom and do push-ups, and I ended up completing it. So I, you know, I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about mental toughness because I had to rely more on that than the physical aspects. Because, you know, my, my physically I could only I couldn't I couldn't take it anymore. It was like muscle overload. So I was hitting like muscle failure. So for me, that's definitely, that's definitely when kids ask me that question, I always kind of tell them that story, um, that, you know, I had to rely on, on, you know, on mental toughness to to complete the challenge and I had to take a risk. And I think it's a good story because anytime you succeed at something, you know, there's a chance you might fail. And for that, for that period of time, some doubt crept in. I was like, man, I don't think I could do this. Like I got, you know, like my tricep was like, you know, like you just were having, I was having like muscle therapy. If I kept doing it, I would have, 
I kept going, I would have pulled something or I would have tore something. So in, in the end, I, uh, the decisions that I made and the risks that I took and the break that I took ended up paying off for me. So it's definitely, a, definitely a great lesson. Wow. That's awesome. You know, sometimes being mentally tough, you, you need to, you need to analyze and reassess your, your game plan, uh, to actually get through it. And that was awesome. And to be honest with you, I've never heard anybody be in service while they're doing push-ups. So the fact that you, you created this awesome uh, foundation or this cause, uh, by working out, I mean, and then you got a lesson from it, a, a, a mental toughness lesson. I mean, that's, that's super cool, man. Never heard of that. That's awesome. Yeah. I think it's time to bring back the penny for pushups. There you go. <laughs> Challenge. I so, love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to, we'll have to, we'll have to bring that back. <laughs> let's do it. Cool. So I'm in. Let, let's talk about your app. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're the founder of head sharp. It's a mindfulness training app for athletes. So I'm interested to yep. find out, like, what what drove you to create this app? Sure. So, uh, you know, I've growing up, I played a lot of different sports, and you know, kind of as the story goes, I played basketball till I stopped growing, and then in eighth grade, I started wrestling, and you know, I uh, was fairly successful at the local levels. And my senior year, when it was coming up time for the state. Uh, qualifier, which my goal was to be a, a, you know, qualifying for state back then in my town was a big deal. I come from a small town and they, there was a lot of, uh, there was a seeding, you know, so there's like a big deal. They, they, they seed the athletes and the top three qualify. And at the last minute, there was a lot of arguments and challenges and they, they changed the seeds at the last minute and they gave me an opponent who, I had beat earlier in the year 11-3. However, in my mind, he was such, he was, he was in my mind a little bit because he was he was strong and he was a tough he was very strong and and I was pretty much stronger than everybody that I wrestled and it was in my head and the uh, so I had I had to face him first and then in order to if I beat him then I would have had another tough kid that kid ended up not making weight prior to to, to my first match so. I felt the pressure of going against someone that I felt was strong. And then on top of that, having pretty much the hardest guy in my bracket to make the finals, which would automatically qualify for state and not make weight. So I pretty much was, was like, all right, well, I can't blow this. So if I compete, if I re- compete not to lose or wrestle not to lose, like I'll be fine. You know, I was a 17 year old kid at that time. So he got his three and I only got one. I didn't get my 11. So even though he beat me fair and square, no excuses, you know, to a certain degree, I kind of beat myself. Like where was my 11 points? I didn't, I didn't go after it. I wasn't very aggressive. And at a 17 year old kid being devastated that your, your goal, your, you know, your, your high school goal is completely crushed. You're crushed and you can't get it back. You know, I was, you know, like really emotional and, and on the locker room and stuff. And I just knew at that point in time that it was, it was mental and being a 17 year old kid, you don't understand, you understand, you don't understand how important it is until you go through it and you fail, right? Like most athletes don't succeed until they fail first. And, and, you know, at that point I kind of, I promised my dad, I was like, you know, I'll make sure this never happens to my younger brother who was, who was then going to be a freshman the next year. And throughout that time, I, 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 I helped coach my brother, I was more of a big brother. He had a private coach who taught him the technical aspect of things, but I was more of a big brother and I was a part of it. 
and naturally gravitated towards the mental side of things, like not worrying about seeding, you know, competing to win versus not to lose. And, you know, fast forward to the app, obviously there's a lot of things that happen in between there. My brother was very successful and he ended up getting a, you know, he had become a two-time state champion and earned a, a full division one scholarship. But for me, the reason why I gravitated towards an app as our main product, because at that time I, I needed something to stop the, the negative snowball of, of, of thinking and heading in that direction. And if I just had, like, I was handing like my VHS to my coach, like, Hey, can you watch this match? Cause that kid was in my head and just different things happened where like no one was really going out of their way to help me. And if I had my own app, like it, it would have, stopped the the snowball of heading in the wrong direction and i think sometimes at the end of the day you're the one that's out there whatever sport you play so you need you need to take some accountability so having something that you can dive into and and help you is something that i know will help athletes so on an athlete side i know what it's like to deal with these issues but on a coach's side i've also coached you know student athletes and pro athletes to, to reach the pinnacle of their sport. So I was able to put all that together and see things from both sides. And that's why I created an app because it's, it's, it's something right where you, you have it. If, if there's no options and you're, you're starting to head in the wrong direction, you know, you, it, it might not make you get worse. And in actuality, it'll bring out your best performance and, and you can, you can perform to your best and maybe do better than you did last time. So that's why I created the app. Well, I, I love your, your antidotes and your examples because I work a lot at the, I mean, at all levels as well. But when you think about pressure, which is it, what I'm hearing is kind of the, the root of kind of why this app evolved and, you know, going back to your, your 17 year old self with that, with that pressure situation, Every time I'm working with high schoolers and I ask the question, is pressure positive or negative? And I'd, I would, hands down, like 90 to 95% of the time, most of the time the athletes say it's negative. And I say, why? And all these things come up, fear of failure, um, you know, uh, letting down the coach, parents, scholarships, like all these things, the pressure. So as my responsibility as a mental performance coach is to have my athletes have a different perspective and a relationship with pressure. And so, and, and not to go super deep on it, but I think it's awesome that that was kind of the root of, you know, of your drive of making this app and, and all the other things we're going to talk about, because it's more than just, you know, dealing with pressure. Your app does a lot of cool things, but I always ask athletes, I'm like, listen, when you think of diamonds, which are beautiful and shiny and vibrant and radiant, what makes a diamond? Pressure. How can we right. look at pressure as a privilege? Like I get to be in this situation. It's not like, oh my gosh, I, I don't want to be in this position. I get to. So it's cool. It's uh, it's cool that you actually um, you created this app from that experience. Yeah, definitely. I think you know, seventeen, twenty years ago, no one, no one taught us these things. Right? It right. wasn't as uh, available as or acceptable as it is today. And, you know, these, these lessons are, are helping so many athletes get a grip on some of these topics that, you know, really, we didn't know how to handle, you know, 
a long time ago, unless you were like an Olympic athlete were working with a sports psychologist, a lot of that information really wasn't, you know, was priority. And, and you need tools, you need coaching and tools to help you manage uh, these obstacles. And the head sharp app is, is one of those tools. Absolutely. And and I want to talk about more about the, the tool. And I know when I'm going to ask you this question, I'm, I'm going to ask you, like, I know you love everything about your app. I'm sure you do. Um, I know you value it. And I know there's a lot of stuff in it as far as uh, motiva- you know, dealing with motivation, daily routines, attitude, confidence, uh, goal setting, focus, visualization. I mean, I can keep on going. You cover the gamut, which is what I really like about the the app. Uh, overall, but when when you think about all the stuff in your app, like what do you like the most about it? Like, what's the feature that that resonates with you the most? So, you know, for me, there my favorite button is the performance button because I feel that it will prepare you the most for an upcoming competition, whether you use it the night before or you use it the week leading up to your competition, I think it kind of helps you, uh, level set where your, your, your mindset should be. Um, however, the game day button, which is your 15 minute pregame routine. I think that is probably the most valuable. I mean, every athlete is different. So, so each athlete's going to, going to like different aspects of the app and what your needs are, but, the the game day checklist I created that so years down the road when I got into mental coaching I at first I said well well I want you know I want to be a mental coach so you know I got my certifications and, and got my experience I said well what sport needs it the most and at that time that's when UFC and MMA was starting to get a little bit more mainstream it was on Spike TV it was very popular so I started working with uh, fighters. And I competed in jujitsu and, and, and Pan Ams and things just to learn more about the pregame routine because I haven't competed in so long. I think it was important for me to do that. I got my corner license. I cornered several, uh, you know, professional uh, MMA fights. So I kind of built that game day routine, like that hour to 15 minutes before competition. And I think that is extremely valuable for an athlete, um, to have those, it, it, I mean, what I'm talking about is preparation, right? right. It's how, you know, how are you going to mentally prepare, whether it's a week before the night before or an hour to 15 minutes before your competition. So for me, those are my favorite aspects of the head sharp app. But when I talk to kids, you know, I put a survey out a couple months ago and I asked kids, you know, different questions on, on the app and what's, you know, where have they seen the most improvement? You know, I, you know, was it, is it confidence, nerves, uh, you know, handling pressure uh, or, or all the above? Like it was kind of 50% all the above, which is great, obviously. Um, but also like kind of what are their favorite buttons? And it's pretty even across the board. I mean, there's like four or five favorite categories, but um, yeah, it really depends on, on, on the athlete and what they need. But for me, it's kind of that the pre, the pregame routine, that you need and that's broken up between the performance category and the game day category. Got it. And, and the way that athletes use the app, I mean, they can use it obviously 
day of game, before practices, after practices, after games. I mean, it seems like there's so many areas, so many buttons, if you will, um, that they can tap into the process of the mental game because the the mental game is so vast. Like, it's not just about right before you start a uh, competition or in the middle of it. There's stuff that, that you do to get mentally prepared the night before. It could be a week before. So, like, how yep. how, do, how does an athlete use your app? I mean, because it's it's pretty robust. Sure. So, so I think you know one of the positives of our app is it's you know it's, it's user friendly and it and it's it, it's very simple, meaning you can go where you need. So, um, so you mentioned the the different buttons, and I you know call them categories because within each button or category, there's levels. So you have a confidence button, you have a nerves button, you have the game day that I talked about. And at the same time, by making it, by having the athletes not restricted on where they go, it can also create a little bit of confusion. So, you know, we made sure that we add, we added a, um, an intro on how to use the app in the motivation button. And we're going to, we're going to further um, make that a little bit more visible so that athletes, when they first pull up the app, they know that, that, that they're, that this is the intro and this is where they go and this is how they use the app. But I also think that, the flexibility needs to be there because if you're an athlete that deals with nerves and you follow the standard approach to do one button per week, you're not going to get to the nerves button until week seven. So although I would recommend athletes you know, go through it in a structured way, but if you pick this up in the middle of your season and your number one issue is nerves, you know, that needs to be prioritized. So something we want to do in the, in the new year is, is, is enhance our assessments and enhance a little bit more personalization guidance to the app to say, based on these answers, this is, this is, this is the program for you. And this is how I would handle, this is where I would attack your, your mental, your mental training. But there are other things which are a little bit more routine, right? There's a morning routine, where every morning you speak your affirmations and goals into the app. There's visualization where we recommend you visualize for five to 10 minutes, which is the mindfulness aspect before bed, or you could do it after practice. And obviously the game day button an hour before game day, and then the post game button the day after your competition. So it's definitely a challenge, but I think one we can, we can definitely conquer in your, an interesting story. So, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're not student athletes and the app is, the app is for everyone. Right. Um, but when I, when I talked to, when I concepted the, the, the design, when we concepted the design, you know, there's 15 buttons, adults and parents would tell me that there's way too many. But when I, when we showed it to kids, they said it was perfect. So I think it's a balance, right. Of, of the today's athlete and, what they need. So, you know, you know, it's a challenge that we're looking to, uh, you know, to, to conquer, you know, to, to conquer and manage, to make it, you know, as uh, personalized as possible. Right. And I, and I like the personalizing it because it also, uh, there's an element as I'm hearing you, it's, uh, there's accountability to it, like waking up in the morning and speaking, you know, your affirmations and your goals. And, and that's where, what I like about your app is there is a, an accountability piece because this work, mental performance, mental skills training, it's so easy to do, but it's so easy not to do. 
And you can go to, uh, you can work with a session with me or go to a workshop and you can sit there and be all inspired. That sounds great. That's awesome. Sounds good. I get it. And then the next day comes and then you get distracted and then you just kind of forget. It, was just right. kind of, it becomes a cool moment that you experience instead of actually something that's tangible that you're going to hold yourself accountable to. And this is what I like about your app. Yeah, no, thank you. I, I think it's, that's so for the name head sharp that the sharp part means consistency. And we talk about that a lot. And, and there are athletes out there that use the app and they use it for a few weeks and they see gains, but it's really on them to continue using it because the examples we give, it's like going to the gym, right? It's going to take you a few weeks to build muscle, but once you build that muscle, you don't stop going to the gym. So I, I think, we need to keep hammering out that message to the athletes. And we're, you know, actually had a conversation earlier today. We're working on things to continue to enhance the compliance and retention with the app to ensure athletes are using it on a daily basis. Right. Right. Well, you brought up sharp, you know, head sharp. Um, what I thought it was really cool as I was going through the app um, on the goal setting part on that goal setting feature, you know, there's, there's a very mainstream uh, goal structure called SMART goals, which means specific, measurable, mm -hmm. attainable, realistic, and, and timely or a timetable. Mm -hmm. So that's a great uh, you know, format or structure to work within when you're actually designing a goal. So the way that you've gone about it, you've changed it. I was wondering, did you, did you get your structure from SMART goals? And you know, your SHARP goals are, are a little bit similar, but they're a little bit different. And can you share a little bit about like what sharp goals look like? Sure. So I, I learned about the smart goals and, you know, when I was working in corporate America, that's, you know, where you, where yeah. I, I personally learned them about. And for me, one of my strengths, you know, I'm a big fan of Gary Vee talks about self-awareness. One of, you know, one of my biggest strengths personally, and I think for the company as well is creativity. So the, yeah, it, uh, it it did stem from the smart goals. That's what I. That's where I learned it. But I think you need to put your own personal personal element on there. And the more I thought about it, when you know when you're thinking about brand awareness and marketing, you're thinking, well, what does Headsharp mean, and and you know, what could the acronym stand for? So the some some of the subtle differences I think for the H where it talks about. H, to, you know, uh, is, is a healthy goal. I think that's important because a lot of times athletes compete uh, for other people or they let other people's expectations dictate, you know, you know, their value or their expectations or their goals. And so we, you know, we specifically talk about it is a healthy goal. It has to be something that, that you want that's healthy for, for you, because if you're competing for, you know, parents approval or, you know, because somebody wants you to play this sport or compete and travel, then that's not a healthy goal because that's not yours. So I think there are, you know, by modifying it a little bit and making it to align with our brand and our principles, it is just a fun and creative way to, to, to grow, you know, sports psychology and just the, 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 you know, mindset training and, 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 giving a little new flavor to some of these 
techniques and tools. And I, you know, we take pride in that by being a little bit, a little bit creative. So it's very similar. And then the P I think is tracking progress. So, you know, you, you need to be able to track your progress and you can't just, uh, you know, I think we, we talk about this a lot in goal setting athletes. What's your goal? Oh, I want to win. I want to win a regional championship. I want to place all American. I want to college you know, scholarship. Okay. Like that's too generic for me. Like, yeah, and you can ask nine out of 10 athletes, you ask nine out of 10 athletes, what their goal is. It's, it, it's broad, you know, it's too broad, which is fine. You have to start there and I get that. But then after that, it needs to be broken down. And then using this, the sharp method helps you break it down. So, so absolutely it was, it, it stemmed from the smart goals, but you know, just personally, you don't want to, uh, you don't want to align anything with corporate, right? Cause sometimes corporate can be a little too, you know, dry. So, you know, it, we added a little flavor to, That's to cool. some of our tools and techniques. So I, I, we take pride in that. I think it's important that each company has its own, its own identity. And for us, definitely you, our strength is creativity. Cool. That's beautiful. Now, what is the end game for Head Sharp? I mean, I know it's, been around for a few years where do you see your app or your company in the next maybe five to ten years sure so 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 the end game for headsharp is 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 to you know align tech technologically with some of the larger uh communication platforms that athletes use because our goal is to reach as many athletes as possible so by having an app it enables any any athlete all over the world to train their mind. So for us, the, the mission is to, you know, teach these athletes mental skills and perform to the best of their ability, but we want to reach as many athletes as possible. So the first, the, you know, the first step in creating the app was, was proving the concept or even before that we, you know, the, 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 the head sharp program was on, you know, it was on a piece of, it was on a you know piece of paper. It was a, uh, you know, a, a program on a piece of paper that we piloted with athletes, then it was a course. Then that course kind of had, it had its own, you know, web app. And then we created a, you know, the app that we have today. So it's the evolution. And I think to get to where we want to be is, is to align with some of these larger organizations that have the a tech, you know, technology, technology component as well. So that it's a one-stop shop for athletes that they can go and get all of their needs in in one app or or a co- you know a collection of a brand- branded apps. So they're not you know spending x amount of dollars on five or ten different you know different avenues. Wow, that's cool. I mean, I, I'm I'm it's happy that you have a the vision and you know what the goal looks like. And, um, and I can only imagine, you know, the journey, uh, moving forward, but I'm, I'm pretty confident just hearing you and definitely, you know, having some time before the show that you're going to achieve that. Um, you know, you just got to keep doing a little bit every day and be consistent and, uh, and you'll hit your goal. I, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty confident in that. Um, my last question though, before we, before we, uh, close up here is about reflection. So when, when you reflect on the time that you spent just on head sharp, what do you think you've learned the most about yourself? I think more than anything that, um, I've, the, I've appreciated, 
the gratitude that I have by helping athletes. So I, uh, you know, we, we spend a lot of time on social media as a lot of companies do, but me personally, I talk to athletes and I answer their questions, you know, like for example, on Instagram DM. And when they tell me how the app has helped them, the amount of gratitude that I've gained through this journey has far exceeded any other expectations or accomplishments that we can create. And that's something I'm sure you feel that when athletes or parents send you a thank you note or email or in person, they, like for me that the gratitude that I've gained um, and the, per, the per perspective has far outweighed some of the other skills that I've added or, you know, picked up along the way. And being a first-time entrepreneur, there's a lot of things I've learned. A lot of you know, you, a lot of mistakes you make as a as a first-time entrepreneur. And so I think it's a combination of, you know, like I mentioned before, self-awareness. Right? What are what are your strengths and what are your areas, you know, to improve on? And should you do them yourself or should you leverage other people that are experts in in the area? I think that's how you and I got connected. Is just you know connecting with other people in the, in the industry or business in general who have strengths. And it's a little different than being an athlete, right? I mean, I guess you can compare it to being a, a, a team sport, right? What's your best position? And you have to rely on others on your team and trust them and build your team and be one cohesive unit. So I think for me, it's a reflection of the gratitude that I've, that I've learned that I've, that I've, you know, experienced, but also what some, what are some of my strengths and what are things that I can rely on other people and build the, the best team possible with the, the end goal in mind is helping as many athletes as possible. For sure. You know, gratitude is my attitude or gratitude is the attitude. You know, it's, um, I love it that that actually was your reflection and your perspective, because I think, you know, when we talk about tapping into emotions, for me, uh, personally, I love joy. I think if I'm joyous and joyful mm -hmm. about what I'm doing, um, a lot of the times for me to get into that emotion or into that state is to be very grateful and to take the time and just really look, because there's so many cool things that are small that you can be grateful of. And the more you can see those small things, man, it really does build and it allows you to not only not to be the best version of yourself, but you also, when you're collaborating and meeting people, like you're saying, experts in the field, it just makes that whole experience just more positive just because you're coming from a perspective of gratitude. Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, one of the pro athletes that, you know, we work with, uh, Tom DeVos, our, you know, one of our ambassadors, he's a, uh, a world champion jiu-jitsu athlete. When athletes ask him all the time, like one, what is one of your biggest regrets? He, he said, you know, as an athlete, he didn't celebrate the small victories, right? You're always, you know, as an athlete, you're, you're kind of taught to never be satisfied, but I think there needs to be a healthy balance where you need to celebrate the small wins. And, and because when you're done competing, you can't really appreciate them the same way as you can in the moment. So there's definitely a lot that, that we can all reflect on pro athletes, coaches, and, and give to today's athlete, whether they are a pro athlete, uh, 
a, you know, a serious student athlete, college athlete, or someone that is just struggling with some of these mental, you know, these mental hurdles to overcome, or even just a casual athlete, doesn't matter who you are. You, you, you could feel the pressure or you need to train your mind there. It's, it's, it's your strongest muscle. So definitely, you know, uh, we're definitely happy with our, our app. It has a long way to go. There's a lot we want to improve on and we're constantly seeking feedback and we're, you know, we're excited for the future. So beautiful. It's almost a new year too. So. Yeah. Right. Perfect <laughs> timing. To do, right. Right. Perfect timing yeah. to download your app. So where do, um, where do my listeners, uh, where can they go to download the app, uh, learn more about the app? Um, and how can they potentially, um, follow you on social media? Sure. So everything in search is, is at Headsharp. So if you go to the app store in iOS or Google Play, the app, you can just search Headsharp with a P and you can download the app for free. And there's uh, right now there's six buttons or categories that have, you know, that have with, you know, five levels within. So it's over 20 levels are free. So you can, you can jump right into the motivation and, and get the intro on how to use the app. And you can work and use the daily routine and get what I call the foundation with your goal setting and the, you know, learn about what a stoic mindset is and learn how to uh, accept the outcome before you compete, work on your goals, improve your, your confidence, learn some secret techniques about how to dominate the competition and all that's free. And if you like what you, you see or hear, and then you can upgrade to the, to the subscription and in terms of social media, we are at HeadSharp or HeadSharp.com. Our Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, it's, it's HeadSharp. And I, I always tell athletes the easiest way to get in touch with me is Instagram. We respond to every DM. So whether we follow you or not, if you have a question, you know, we'll, um, we'll, we'll, we'll answer. And we want to help you because that is our, our main mission. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for just sharing your thoughts and your journey and, um, and just your wonderful app and what it can do for athletes uh, from a mindfulness standpoint. I think this is um, what you're doing is important and it's critical. And, uh, and again, thank you so much for being on my show. Awesome. I had, had a lot of fun and I'm uh, looking forward to our next talk and, and, and working together, see how many more athletes we can help. <laughs> <laughs>